um, hazel, greenish eyes. She's tall and slim. And I remember this woman was trying to encourage her and said to her, you need to be more confident in yourself. You need to have more self-esteem. I mean, you're pretty and you're this and you're that. Look at Jayana. Look at Jayana. I mean, she, she has confidence, so you should. And she was trying to say that with the way that I look, if I could possibly conjure up some kind of self-confidence, um, then it should be easy for the friend to do that as well. I did not see the offense in that in that moment. I didn't see the offense in her comment in that moment. But when I thought about it later, it just it it brought some sense of discouragement um, and despair because I didn't understand why she felt so why she felt so free in comparing the two of us but she wasn't the only one with who had that audacity it was so many um young people older people who felt that it was appropriate um to compare me to other people um not only in abilities but especially in looks it was always in looks about the hair about the complexion about the clothes the style the shoes the jewelry you look like um you look immature with those type of earrings you need to wear earrings like her uh why is it is it your hair done like your cousins why um don't you have a name brand like your friend why why don't you have one neighboring shoes like the rest of us like i was always compared to whoever i was with and elementary school it was um probably every year fourth fifth sixth seventh eighth grade where i had a best friend who got all of the attention um and then in high school every year i had a friend who received all of the attention and it wasn't enough for them to give the other friend the attention they had to compare us they had to compare us in college i would be with a friend and they would look at us as if we shouldn't be hanging out together because she apparently looked better than me to, to them in their opinion she looked better than me and so she had no business hanging out with me um it was just very very unfortunate just to kind of experience um people looking at me as if i shouldn't have confidence um people looking at me and not seeing beauty the first time they see me uh rather they point out every single one of my flaws um and verbalize my flaws joke about my flaws and then walk away and then i'm there i'm left there trying to mend and fix my wounds because i guess these people were just so unaware of how damaging their words were to me I didn't get into a lot of fights, but those word curses that people spoke over me during those times were extremely, um, they were frequent. They were very, very frequent. Like I couldn't go a week without someone pointing out the fact that my friend looked better than me or, um, I couldn't go a week without someone coming to me and asking if I could hook him up with my friend. And I, I just can recall so many moments where I would develop some kind of hope that the dude approaching me wanted to get to know me. But every single time, I was wrong. I even remember I started uh, 
talking to this dude. I don't even want to say dating, but I started talking to this dude and he entertained me for all of <laughs> for all of two days, literally. For all of two days. And then it, it took him no time to it took him no time. Sorry, that was my laptop. It took him no time to start showing interest in my friend. Like he had no kind of I mean he ain't had no dignity. And it was just extremely mind-blowing to me that this man could take one look at my friend and decide that I was no longer worth the time. And so just imagine what that did to my confidence at that point. Uh, and I, we're talking, I was probably about 11 or 12 years old when this took place. So my self-esteem was supposed to be developing at that point, but it wasn't. <laughs> it was getting broke down daily. So I just, you know, I, I was just subject to, to that much, uh, I guess you could call it social turmoil, uh, where I would be out with friends and... I mean, it was just, <laughs> it was just, it was just always end up being a dude coming toward us and looking past me or maybe looking at me, but then seeing my friend and then, you know, dismissing me or whatever. And it, it just, it didn't help to have that kind of encounter outside, but then to also have that encounter, you know, in your household or in your family where your cousin is compared to you or your, your nephew or your niece is compared to you um, looks wise it's just it, it was just very very discouraging and you could already imagine what was happening in my heart at that point it just got to the point where i stopped having expectations when it came to being approached by dudes um, it got to the point where I also lowered my standards. <laughs> I lowered my standards so much. Like, I literally, I can remember <laughs> walking down the street with my homie and this dusty dude. <laughs> I'm not trying to be bogus, but <laughs> he was dusty. This dusty dude walks up and he of course shows interest in my uh my homie and she knew at that point what I was struggling with so she asked him if he had a friend for me but he brought an even dustier friend with him and I was just like Ugh. I mean I guess I could you know I guess I could um, tolerate this level of dustiness. I mean, when is the next time someone, when is somebody going to show me interest again? So I have to give him a chance because I can't do better than this. Like, that's what was happening in my mind. Even to the point where, um, like, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to call people ugly, but someone who I didn't find to be attractive would message me on, on MySpace. This is when MySpace was popping. He would message me on MySpace and I would see pictures 
of him and he wouldn't be doing anything with his life. He wouldn't be attractive to me or anything of the sort. But I just found security in knowing that someone desired me. What? What? Do you know how many dudes I've entertained just off of the just off of the premise of he thinks I'm cute and he wants to talk to me, so I'ma give it a chance. Huh? I was clearly out of my mind. Like I was cracking up. For those of you who don't know what cracking up mean, I was losing my mind. Literally, I was losing my mind. And I also, and this this is the kicker. This is the kicker. I also used to let dudes touch me. Like, if a dude would hit me on my butt, I would allow it. Because I felt like if he's doing that, then that means that I'm cute. What? Oh, Lord. But that's the dangerous side of thinking you're the ugly friend. You allow any and everything to take place in your life because you feel as though you cannot do better. My mind literally played tricks on me. I told myself that you can't do any better than this. So you have to allow any and everything to happen so you won't lose out on this opportunity. So during those moments, probably about 2015, 2016, where I found myself entertaining multiple dudes who weren't doing anything with their lives or where I was just allowing dudes to have access to me. All, the root to all of that behavior, at that point I was calling it being a player. I was calling it like being a player being um, like I got the juice or something like that. But the root of that was destroyed self-esteem from the past. Like, my self-esteem had been kind of um, tainted so much in the past based off of word curses, comparison, and things like that, that I just, I turned that into, uh, I turned that into, I guess, something that would drive dysfunctional behavior uh especially relationally like it was just sickening it was sickening um but when i when i see and that, that's what keeps me from judging young women who i see going you know jumping in and out of relationships or uh jumping in and out of situationships because a lot of them had probably been told that they couldn't do any better a lot of them probably have been told that they shouldn't expect to get the man of their dreams or they shouldn't expect to to get a man of high standards. Because I, I remember talking to some of my cousins who would tell me that the type of man that I wanted was beyond beyond what I should expect, basically. Like I had two, two high standards. And so I, for, for a little while, I lowered them. I lowered them because I it just to me, it just seemed like what I wanted was not achievable. Like I could never get what I wanted. So I just had to go with whatever was around me. That's very, very dysfunctional. That's very dysfunctional. But I can always sense, even now, when there is someone who feels like the ugly friend. I can always sense, I can always discern that in someone. Because some of them 
try to overcompensate for that feeling by being loud or by being the funniest person or by uh, wearing, you know, like flashy clothes and jewelry and shoes and um, paying $300, $400, dollars on their hair and taking a million pictures, putting a million filters on their pictures, just, you know, being what, what other people or what old people would, would consider loose. I can always tell. It, it isn't them. I don't think it just comes from a genuine place of I want to make a fool of myself. I feel like it just comes from them not being affirmed the way they were supposed to be when they were, when they were younger. It's so dangerous. It's so dangerous to live a life, number one, of not having affirmation, but also being told what you're not. Can you imagine being 12, 13 years old? No. Can you imagine being 7 years old, 8 years old, 9 years old, all the way to 18 or 19 with someone telling you what you're not? Even even the, the simplest um, statements of you're you cute to be dark skinned or you cute to be fat or you cute to have hair like that. You're basically telling me that normally that's not cute. So I have qualities that would normally make me ugly. That's what you're saying to me. That's what you're saying to me. And so based off of things like that, I used to overcompensate. I used to overcompensate for that feeling uh, of not being enough aesthetically by being the funniest or by being the loudest, being the most violent, being the toughest. That's that's what I thought was was like, you know, the, the best, um, what do you call it? The best solution to that to that problem. Um, I just I just really really feel like people need to be more um, conscious of what they say. That's it's it's just that simple. It's just that simple. I think we need to be more conscious of what we say. Stop comparing kids to other kids. Whether it be in how smart one is, um, how fast one is, how cute one is, whatever the case may be, we need to stop comparing children to one another. We need to just stop comparing each other to one another. I think that just comes from, you know, our own inner demons. Because if you are that quick to compare one person to another person, I'm sure you do it to yourself. I'm sure you're your own biggest critic. And that's a problem. I think in some area of all of our lives, we, we, we're missing affirmation. Somewhere, in some area of our lives, we're missing affirmation. Mine was just, you know, for a long time, mine was in the, in the, in the looks area. It's one thing when you're, you know, your mother and your father, they can tell you all day that you're beautiful. You're a chocolate little girl. You're this, that, and the other. But with that versus the other <laughs> many people who would tell me different, it's just it just didn't it didn't work. So, um, besides taking the responsibility of 
ensuring that we don't compare other people or we don't try to put our mouths on people and say the wrong things about them without even knowing their their uh, story. I think for ourselves, uh, we need to seek out the Lord's, and I don't even want to call it an opinion, seek out the Lord's truth concerning us. Literally. Seek out the Lord's truth. Um, one of his names is Jehovah El Emeth, the Lord God of truth. So the only thing he's going to tell you is the truth, especially about yourself. I'm a firm believer of if you feel beautiful on the inside, you are definitely beautiful on the outside. So we need to get our own inner demons cast out and destroyed, get our hearts cleansed, get our minds renewed so that we are able to perceive ourselves in a different light. Because nowadays, it's not even about if someone else finds you to be pretty or finds you to be ugly. If you have the peace that surpasses all understanding in your own life, some of these statements would be easily dismissed. I can't even tell you how many times I have dismissed someone because I am at peace with who I am and how I look. I might come off as arrogant. That's just because I affirm myself so much, especially regarding how I look. <laughs> it's so it's so wonderful to me because to other people it just seems like I think I am just the stuff and untouchable, which that's partially true. But to go from hating myself and hating how I looked, going through an entire deliverance process, not just a deliverance moment or a deliverance session, but a deliverance process with God, subjecting myself to that kind of pain, <laughs> it's, it's, it brings you, it can only bring you into a place of freedom in real life. My deliverance process brought me into a place where I could see myself in a different light. I see my abilities differently. I see my intelligence differently. But I also see my looks differently. <laughs> Not to sound arrogant. I mean, at this point, it don't matter how I sound. I think I look great. I think I look fantastic. I like my style. I like my hair. I like my face. I like my features. I want to lose weight, but I like my body how it is now as well. I also know what kind of work I need to put in to get to the body shape that I want. But I'm not going to speak down on myself or allow anybody else to speak down on where I am. Because I know where I used to be. I used to think I was ugly. I used to think my hair was nappy. I used to think I was too dark. I used to think I was too big. I went through my time of deliverance with the Lord. I went through a time of simply shutting other people up and allowing his voice to echo in my mind regarding who I am to him. And now I'm here. And I'm unapologetic about it. And I feel like we all need to be that way. We all need to be that way. We are all fearfully and wonderfully made. We are all called masterful worksmanships or worksmanship, whatever. We're all great. 
<laughs> and so we need to act like it. And if you don't feel like you're great now, go on a journey with God. You will feel like you are the stuff when you come out of that process. Trust. I think we all deserve the opportunity to see ourselves the way God sees us. I think we all deserve the opportunity to know the truth about ourselves. Because the truth will set us free. Literally. No one is ugly. You are not the ugly friend. You are beautiful. You are more than enough. And if you don't feel like you're more than enough, like I said before, you need to go on that journey with God so he can show you who you are. The truth is written all throughout the word. I promise you, you cannot get to this place of self-actualization without the word of God. I don't have any other advice for you. <laughs> I don't have any other advice for you. Even down to the point where if you feel like I don't know what to do with my hair, I don't know what to do with my, with my body, I don't know what to do with my style. Honey, after you find out what God thinks about you, it'll open you up to some, some new personal creativity. I wear a lot of things that other people don't think is cute, but guess what? You guessed it. I don't care. So... <laughs> I just really, really admonish you all to either seek Christ out regarding your original identity or just get around people who will affirm you and who will speak the word of God over you. Either way, you need the word of God in your life. You need the word of truth in your life. So I just want to thank you all for listening to me talk. I can go all day about this topic. I can go all day. <laughs> Listen. Um, but yeah. So I hope that helped in any capacity. Like I always say. I hope I, hope I always say. But <laughs> I always say to like. Message me with any questions, comments, or concerns. Um, just let me know what you, what you think. Literally. I just want to know what you think. I may be haughty. But I still care about. You guys it's feedback all right so i'm gonna pray before i go and then i'm gonna close out so lord i just thank you for your people father i thank you that you are a god of affirmation and a god of confirmation i thank you um that in you we can find who we are we can find our purpose we can find our beauty father i thank you that you are the god of the beautifying process and so, God, I thank you that in this time that you begin to explain or just vocalize to your people how you feel about them, oh God. The truth about them, regardless of the word curses that have been spoken over them. I thank you, God, that your word alone will break the power of those word curses. <laughs> I just love you, God, for affirming your people and for loving the, the dysfunction out of your people, for loving the pain and the lies out of your people. So I just bless you, God, for this process that a lot of them are going to embark on. I thank you, Father, for their freedom even now in the name of Jesus. So again, you guys, thank you so much for joining me. I will be back. <laughs> I will be back. I won't take as long as I took before. I will be back. So, Make sure you join me again next time on Hauntivities. Ding!